Don't get me started, Winkle. Don't get me started, Winkle. Don't get me started, you Jordan. Winkle. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mail. Keep your customers coming back with customer lifecycle email for Magento. Visit them online today at magemail.co. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo, a Magento hosting company. We know that you have a lot of options out there when it comes to Magento hosting, but we want you to give Mage Mojo a try. Not only do they have the fastest SLA at 15-minute response time in the entire industry, but they will also pay to get you back on your old host if you don't like it. We want to give you this special offer, and you can get the code to get that special offer in the middle of the show. Thanks to Mage Mojo for their continued support of Mage Talk. Hello and welcome to Mage Talk, the Magento community podcast. Magento! Kalen and the man who's yelling loudly like somebody just scored a goal is none other than the one, the only. You love him. You are jealous of his hair height, Philip Jackson. Phil Winkle! (laughs) (laughs) The heck's going on, man? Dude, um, this is it. You know what we need to do? I, I feel like we need to start episode. Uh, we need to start doing semantic versioning of our episodes. So we we talk, We had to talk. We had to talk all about this. Yeah, but I was thinking this is episode one hundred two question mark. You said two, right? One hundred two. I didn't say because oh, I have is- I have gotten to the point where I know better than to try to say what episode <laughs> is. I like to leave. If only you guys knew, to. there are episodes that were like recorded six weeks apart, like posted way out of order. It's great. You got to leave room. You, you have to leave your options open. Here's a bit of trivia podcast. for you in, in the 104 episodes that we've done on episode 102 of Mage Talk. Um, what is the, do you know the number of the missing episode? The episode that got lost? 63. Yeah, you're so close. <laughs> 64? Three. Oh, I was so close. Man, those were the I'm days. So those those were, were the days. We, we were, were doing it at night in the middle of the night. We were so young and naive. So innocent. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, it's great. A uh, lot of cool stuff happening right now. Um, I remember I we we sort of talked about this a couple times, but uh, we officially, officially launched uh, my new podcast with Brian Ling. Um, and so he and I are doing a podcast called future commerce and, uh, would love for you to go listen to that. Uh, if you like mage talk, uh, this is, uh, in the same vein, uh, but a little bit of a different delivery because we're going, uh, for a very, one, uh, one person actually said, which you retweeted <laughs> that they, they like future commerce even more than mage talk. Even more. So... Not I that I'm jealous or anything, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of bull. I, I don't if, block. If that's your that thing, go ahead and listen to it. I didn't want you here anyways. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like yourself. there's a there's a silent uh, majority of people who might feel that way, but they're scared to speak up and tell their mind for fear of being a uh, 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 you know uh, having backlash. That's... Um, yeah. I like to say that half of them, the, half of the people that don't think that Mage Talk is better, the, that half, they're all deplorable. <laughs> half of them are just deplorable. Half of them are basket. Let's put them in a basket and call them, call them deplorable. 
this list. Oh my gosh, what is happening right now? Okay, so go listen to Future Commerce. Uh, we absolutely don't say anything like that whatsoever. We do have um, what's really really cool about about this show so far is that Brian is just amazing at uh, reaching out to people and inviting them to come speak on the show. So uh, we just had a great episode with Scott Emmons, uh, who is the head of the Innovation Lab at Neiman Marcus. We did this great interview with him, and uh, he he dropped some knowledge about magic mirrors and um, and memory mirrors and dude, yeah, I totally all kinds of cool bookmarked. Stuff. Yeah. I totally bookmarked that app. I book- <laughs> dude, I clicked the fave so fast on that. I did. Um, I did. It's gonna be cool. Um, so you should go listen to that uh, right now. Futurecommerce.fm. Uh, and, and, and please, uh, subscribe too. If you like, if you like mage talk, uh, we want, you know, we, we want you to, we want you to, you're going to like future commerce even better. <laughs> according to one person on the internet, according to sources <laughs> on the internet. Well, I, uh, anyway, uh, so thank you for that cool. right up front. And that actually kind of leads me into, uh, uh, a few things. Like I really think, um, I really think that, uh, uh, yeah, we, we called it future commerce, but we're really talking about, you know, things that are happening, you know, right now that are sort of cutting edge and, and maybe esoteric to some degree. Um, but um, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about it because, you know, it's it's, you know, stuff I'm passionate about. So far, I've listened to I, li- I caught one ep- episode. Episode five. I th- it might have been the first Shaw? one. I okay. was like, hey, I'm going to start with the first one. Oh, gosh. That's the worst way to go. You know and that. And work my way. I know. I know. You know, know that. You know this, man. I know this now. You guys said future and commerce a lot. I don't know if you <laughs> – no, you did. You're like, that's definitely the future. Yeah, I think it is the future. That is definitely the future. And commerce. Commerce and the future. So I, I thought it was – Okay. Well, we had a little bit of a rocky kidding. start then with the futures and the commerce. But you know what's crazy is uh, somebody did mention something, and I love him for it. Uh, Joe Constant gave us some great feedback. Uh, and it's funny because nobody ever said anything like this. Like, nobody gave us real feedback in Mage Talk. They mm. just, you know, basically made fun of us. Um, uh, yeah. But we're getting, I think, because we're trying to take this one seriously, we're getting real serious feedback. And yeah. so far, we've gotten the best feedback I've ever received on any podcast of any kind has been wow. on the first uh first 10 episodes of, of future commerce and uh so anyway joe constant who used to do the uh who's you know a big uh, mage talk he was part of the mage talk team here the og mage talk team um because yep. he used to do our show notes and uh yeah he he wrote in to say uh new drinking game on future commerce whenever you hear somebody say the phrase there <laughs> there's no reason why blank like you know making broad suppositions about what may, what is likely possible because, you know, now we're talking about the future and it kind of put me in my place. I was like, you're right. Uh, th- we have way too positive of, of an outlook, um, you mm-hmm. know, in general. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, but, um, I hear that. I hear that. that makes yeah. sense. Anyway, well, I think it's a, I, I, I think it's, I think, I think you guys are going to do really well with it. it. There's so much, I mean, you know, we're, the, you know, with the with the with the mage talks, with the mage talks, we're obviously very niche, yeah, very niche. You know, when you're talking to somebody and you say niche, and they say niche, and then you feel kind of like they're basically <laughs> telling you that you're a basket of deplorables. <laughs> Remind um, me. Oh my gosh, you know that we have to make the episode title "Basket of Deplorables." Now. <laughs> yes. um, but listen, uh, I, remind me about something because I have a great thing about that. But yeah, oh, yeah. I do know that. Oh, yeah. I hate that yeah, feeling. I hate that. Yeah. So. Um, I'll, uh, so, um, so, so mage talk is very niche, which is cool, 
but you know the 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 options for what to talk about are a little bit limited whereas what you guys are doing man there's so many options of cool things to talk about cool things to uh, cool cool people to interview there really is i think it's i think it's i think it's really cool i think you guys are gonna oh yeah thank you kick, kick some serious butt and just don't don't forget the little people once you're uh <laughs> once you skyrocket into the podcast hall uh, of fame I, I don't know we'll see I, I i find it's gonna be much much harder for us to build an audience over there but anyway this is uh now six minutes of this uh I, you know what i feel like is interesting um one of the the markers uh for me during an interview, when I'm interviewing somebody, um, which is something I used to do a lot of at something digital, but my roles changed quite a bit recently is, um, you used to interview. Oh, you mean like interviewing for a job? Yeah. When I interview them to hire them. Right. Um, one of the things I used to look for is if, uh, a marker of adaptability is if somebody will actually change their vernacular to match yours. Mm. Um, and so what's, it's interesting. It's cause it's a soft skill that's not easily learned. Um, that's but, really interesting. Yeah. So we have a lot of those kinds of things in our industry. So, you know, a lot of people say Redis. Some people say Redis, right? right. Some people say GIF. Some people I say SQL, GIF. MySQL, GIF, and GIF. Exactly. So if you if you can catch them out on something that you pronounce differently and then give them an opportunity to adapt to see how they do it. Um, I that's love when people – I love either when people adapt subconsciously because it means they want to be part of – the collective, which is just mm-hmm. awesome. It's, it's a great marker as a team member. Yeah. Um, but what I love even more is when people call it out. They're like, oh, you say Redis? I say Redis. Mm-hmm. Um, right. What I don't love is when they're like, but did you know that the creator of GIF calls yeah, it GIF? So yeah, when it's argumentative, stuff. that's a bad yeah. marker. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. stuff there. Um, that's really, that's a really interesting, subtle. Uh, I had, I remember when I, when I sort of built like a hiring funnel, I had some little, subtle things in there like you don't tell them to follow up but you wait for them to follow up and if they don't follow up they fail the test little things like that like yeah exactly (laughs) little little subtle things um that that's funny because i would say i'm not very adaptable that's probably one of my weaknesses i'm stronger on the like just like do the same like be very disciplined or like a, like, I'm like a truck. I just go in one direction, like, you know, but <laughs> trucks also go backwards. Tr- trucks can also go, can backwards. go backwards, but it's like, once I have the momentum going, I just go, you yeah, know, but yeah, yeah. I'm not probably super adaptable. And like, whenever the niche niche thing happens, it's like, it's like, it, it tweaks my brain out. And I like somebody that was more naturally adaptive would not get as tweaked out by it. So I think that is a good, I think that is a good indicator. We're talking about some really weird topics. No, this today. is good. This is good stuff. It's okay though. This could, this could be a cool uh, topic for an episode. I, I, I think um, not, not to plug it one more time, but we, we did uh, episode 10, which has not been released of future commerce. Um, <clears throat> we did talk about the future of the workforce and the future of labor. And I do think that uh, we're starting to see even changes and shifts now. I, you know, not to hit the rumor mill too hard, um, but I, I know that we did kind of mention this in, in episode 101, um, but I do see the Magento market shifting. I see a lot of Magento um, agencies that were, you know, pure Magento shops are, are moving toward support of multiple platforms, you know, something yeah. digital where we're Shopify plus partners now. Um, and, 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 you know, I, and I think we've covered that very well in this episode, but I, I do think we're seeing such a shift in, in, uh, uh, market specialization, uh, becoming platform agnostic and becoming, uh, becoming more of strategic partners, uh, 
on the fundamentals of e-commerce and more about how to handle uh, customer interaction and UX and customer lifecycle and way less about the specifics of the platform. I don't, are you seeing that? Cause that's what I'm seeing. Um, I mean, I, I am seeing like several different agencies, like you mentioned, you guys and, uh, a few others come to mind that are starting to, to get into some of the Shopify and some of the big commerce. I think they're doing a lot of, uh, outreach and, um, I, I still, um, you know, come from a certain group of developers. It's very like Magento or die kind of a mindset yeah. as far as like development goes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can, I can see that happening. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening. I mean, I was, I, I mean, I'm surprised that you guys are Shopify partners and stuff. And, and I, I've talked to several people that, that are now, I think that's a pretty recent development. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to defend it. I, you know, some of the things are made as business decisions. I'm not necessarily part of all of those. Uh, what I do see is that we have a good portion of the business that, you know, has nothing to do with Magento. Um, you know, we, we've, we do SharePoint, for instance, we do .NET MVC, right? We, we were, one of of our biggest, uh, one of our biggest clients is major league baseball and we do embedded Motorola device programming for their barcode reader systems that they use, um, at the, uh, in, in, uh, for memorabilia tracking. Those are things that you just would never consider. So something digital does a lot of things. Um, so the fact that we're, you know, in e-commerce solely in one silo is a little concerning as an agent or as an agency that has 16 years of, of, you know, really positive business history. I think they're just wanting to look and, and see if they can provide, you know, services down market. And that's really what they're looking for in Shopify. It's, it has nothing to do as a slight toward Magento. It's, it's a totally different team. You know what I'm saying? Like the sales process is different, Mm -hmm. but anyway, I, yeah, I, what I'm saying is that the strategic part of being in the e-commerce realm is becoming more important um, as merchants are looking less toward just technical expertise um, and they're looking more towards strategic expertise. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. That's how okay. I see it. I don't know. I, I might be wrong. In fact, you know what? Uh, I was a little bit – I had a little bit of a stinky attitude last week. Because we were getting all this great feedback and positive and constructive feedback for this other podcast. And I'm like, 20,000 people listen over two years to 100 episodes of Mage Talk, and we get, you know, barely any feedback. Nobody ever talks to us. So if you have <laughs> some, if you yeah, have your you own really thoughts. Yeah, you're a little feisty about it. Yeah, that. because I just, you know. The, you were telling people to, like, give feedback in their car, on their phone while they're driving and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I basically told them get in an accident and die, you hey, scoundrels. Look, don't don't believe the hype about texting while I'm driving, okay? Texting while driving <laughs> is perfectly safe. You have two eyes for a reason. Anybody that tells you otherwise is an alarmist, okay? <laughs> That's... Trigger warning for those of you, you that have one eye. You, um, <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here first. Fifty uh, percent um, of those eyes are deplorable. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. So. Hey, one let's thing. Move on. We, <laughs> Please. We, Anything other than what we've been talking speak, about. Speaking of deplorables, one thing that we haven't. <laughs> We haven't talked about it. Wait, wait. I'm going to write in a, a Magento ebook called Basket of Deployables. Um, <laughs> it's so good. I'll sell it for five oh bucks, like your, your Flappy Bird book. I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm totally my gosh. Do it. It's so good. Uh, oh we haven't gosh. talked about, well, Mage Titans Austin happened. Oh, which is huge. 
Dude, yes. And uh, we weren't there, so we didn't get too much too much of the nitty gritty. Saw a bunch of stuff happening on Twitter. Uh, it looks like everybody, literally, aside from us, was was there. Um, was it? I think well, to me, it looked you know, and this is in no way a slight, but it looked like a much smaller event than I was anticipating it was going. To. <laughs> That's such a Phil move. This is in no way a slight, but <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's, it's like, am I not allowed to say that? I mean that. It's, no, you can say that. It was you a small event. I the I pictures thought, looked I like thought it was it, a small event. It, it had literally everybody that you know that I expected would be there, right? The Mel- okay. Miguel Belparda was there. A lot of Magento Masters, like uh, Brent uh, Peterson, um, Joshua Warren, yeah, uh, Matthew Bean. You know, there. lots yeah. of lots of people. Um, yeah, I just, I just. TJ Gamble was there. TJ, our buddy from uh, from Jamerson, right? Yep, Jamers, Jamers, Sam. You're Oh my gosh, what is wrong with this episode? This is. This is off the it's, rails. It's a train going the wrong direction. So did so did you see? Around. I saw somebody spoke on my favorite topic. Uh, somebody oh, talked yeah? about uh, conversational commerce with Magento too. Really? Um, yeah, it was I didn't uh, see Eugene. That. Uh, Eugene, uh, what's his name? Exeteranio. Um, Ex. Uh, yeah, Tulika is what oh. I think you. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene Tulika. He's a he's a Magento Austin guy. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, and he uh, he put up his slides. Slide deck looked great. Um, he he had a a lot of really great uh, a lot of really great stuff to say um, for for conversational commerce on Magento, which is a big topic. It's 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 a you know yeah we'll get to all that. right. We'll so let's that. let's get into it. So conversational commerce, we've talked about it before. This is your big thing. Yeah, you basically started a new <laughs> podcast dedicated to it. Well. Yeah, he, I started to talk. Yeah, I, I created the future a future of conversational yeah. commerce. FM. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need to rebrand that a little bit, uh, uh, go a little more long tail into those keywords. I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> oh. So 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 what what are your what are your thoughts? I know we've we've already okay. talked about it a little bit. Um. Well, I mean, so so contextually, what do you think conversational commerce is? You use an you you use an app on your phone like Operator. You say, "Hey, I want a pizza on a chat," and yeah. they bring you pizza. And they bring you pizza. <laughs> that's it, man. I mean, that's that's not far off. Conversational commerce. Um, like I, I think it's now. I have a pizza. It's a it's a it's descriptive of of you know uh, what I've come to term as as. Uh, you know, non-visual user interfaces. This is, it's anything that's non-visual um, and in, in a commerce centric uh, capacity. So uh, we're talking, uh, there are so many things that are capable of doing this today. Um, a year ago when, when I was talking about this stuff, really it was, it was uh, Slack was, <laughs> Slack was really the only thing that could do something like this because Slack um, you know, Slack was uh, kind of incorporating PayPal's API for handling payments, um, and Slack had a really robust bot um, a, uh, integration API. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And because so many people, you know, actually, there's a great use case for Slack because so many people are collaboratively doing things on Slack already. Um, making collaborative purchases, purchase decisions, is something that actually happens in the workplace a lot. Um, so everything from 
making an office supply run to Costco to, um, you know, Taco Bell released the Taco Bot uh, for making lunch purchases and, you know, Jimmy John's or whatever. These are collaborative commerce decisions that happen all the time. And so it was a perfect adaptation. Um, the, The conversational part comes into play where it's it's not always a group discussion. And so people have been using chatbots for 30 years. Um, it's not a new concept, but it hasn't always been easy to link up the the hard parts of commerce, which is, you know, fraud and payments and, and you know, order fulfillment and all of that stuff. So uh, the marrying of the technologies really just is coming at a time where you have iMessage now has an API for, for, um, for payments you have how does that work exactly if iMessage is really cool so there was a lot of um there's a lot of announcements at uh wwdc last uh back in 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 the beginning of summer i think it was in june um where they opened up the the iMessage api and then they integrated apple pay so you the the most simple thing would be i want to send you twenty dollars well you can do that today with facebook messenger um and through many many other means and it's 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 because you're 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 getting the context of the payment in the conversation with the person who the payment is directed to as opposed to the thing that paypal has failed at which is creating social payments venmo has done that maybe a little bit in very tight social circles but it's not integrating into your existing social circle and so if i'm texting you and i want to send you twenty dollars why do you need to have paypal and have been verified and have it put two deposits in your bank and it have you know verified that the bank account was correct and not taken over by someone in myanmar you know those are all things that are texted over yeah yeah why can't i just text you 20 bucks on on like a um on on like a technical level how how does that how does the iMessage API where if I'm a if I'm is it is it if I'm a merchant and I want to sell you something then I I have an iMessage like short code or something yeah, like that so so because it's so early and I think this is why we call it you know future commerce future commerce <laughs> we've not seen great examples of this um, in fact uh, Chris Messina um, who is a pretty uh, well-known oh. guy. He's, uh, I think he's the head of design for Uber. Um, so he he actually created a bot, um, and uh, somebody else reviewed it and basically said, you know, uh, this is the worst way to have a shopping experience of all time. Like this is it. It is the worst interface to to engage in commerce. So I think what people, okay. well, I think what people are, are, are seeing is that we, we have to retailer and reset our expectations on what we think is a, a commerce experience or a transaction online. Uh, a really good example of somebody who does this well, and I've mentioned this a bunch is, um, drink easy, which is a, uh, a local liquor and wine and beer delivery service in New York and San Francisco and LA. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have a website. You go to drinkeasy.com or .co or something like that, and and all it does is it gives you a, a number to text, and then you text them. They technically them. do have a website. Well, it's not it's not a shoppable website. How about that? So it's it's a homepage. Agreed. Right, and so their whole interface is really text based only. It's SMS based, and and you'll talk with them. Sometimes you're talking to a bot, you don't know it. Sometimes you're talking to a real person, um, but it'll make product suggestions over MMS, and it'll send you a picture of a product with a description and then ask you if you'd like it. You know what I mean? Mage Talk is brought to you by MageMail. MageMail is the triggered email app for Magento. Triggered email can increase your revenue from 8 to even 
MageMail is easy and risk-free to try out, and it comes with a free concierge onboarding service. So all you have to do is sit back and watch the orders start to roll in. You can start your risk-free trial today at MageMail.co. MageTalk is brought to you by MageMojo, a 360-degree customer support Magento hosting company. 360-degree customer support means every facet of your store is under support when you're at MageMojo. That's everything from the performance of your store to code-level support in the Magento core, and even patches will be applied by MageMojo on your behalf without your having to worry about a single thing. They have the fastest SLA in the entire Magento hosting realm, and they'll even give you money to switch back to your old host if you don't like them. I want you to try them out today at magemojo.com. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O.com slash magetalk for a special offer. Sidebar. Yeah. Quick sidebar. Speaking of talking to a bot not knowing it, my my buddy was scheduling somebody to, to emailing someone to schedule a meeting. Have you heard of X.ai? Mm-mm. It's basically like a, a X.ai. It's like a personal assistant who schedules meetings for you. So okay. if you want to schedule, if you email me and you say, hey, let's have a meeting, then I think I haven't used it before myself. I think you basically CC Amy at X.ai and then that's a bot and then the bot will respond to me and say, hey, Kalen, how do these times look? Anyways, my friend was interacting with it and I said, oh, hey, by the way, who's the person on the call? And they said, oh, her name's Amy. What's her email? Amy at x.ai. I was like, dude, that's a bot. He's like, what? I've been had. So it, it totally like passed <laughs> oh, so it, it crossed over. Yeah, it crossed yeah. over into, yeah. uh, uh, you know, actual real human interaction. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. That is so creepy. Anyways, but I think that yeah, that's yeah. happening a lot. I think most people understand with, with if you're interacting with a brand via Facebook Messenger, it's likely not, I don't know, it's, it's probably not a real person. Um, or, or it might be a real person that's, you know, being used as training data for, you know, future bot yeah. activity. They are a real person. They're probably a creeper that talks really low on the phone. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, inside jokes. So inside. So, so wait, so they, I, so they the, get the yeah. text message. They get the text right? messages. And um, how does the, uh, on a, like a technical level, how does the messaging payments situation work? So it can understand contextually that you're talking about wanting to send money to someone else. Um, iMessage does? Well, yes. Yeah, iMessage yeah. does. So does Facebook Messenger. So does okay. Google's new Allo, uh, which is not released yeah. yet. Google Allo yeah. will also do this. It's going to replace Hangouts. Um, they all basically have this low-key bot that just kind of hangs out and you know listens for opportunities to to uh, you know to basically make suggestions that are prescient. So uh, okay. whether it's a restaurant recommendation or ordering an Uber, um, those are all commercial transactions, right? But uh, you know, sending money is another thing, and so. If you're on a Facebook bot for, you know, I don't know, the uh, the dog groomer. I don't, gosh, this is such a terrible example. I should have a canonical example. So, but yeah, if, if, so, so yeah. basically I'm reading on their, I'm reading on their page. They, it seems like they do payments, drink easy as an example. Yeah. They just do credit cards. So they ask for your credit card over text. They don't have any fancy schmancy iMessage integration. Yeah. But right. in theory, the idea would be that, it just grabs your credit card and, set, and sends it 
Well, it does it through, yeah, it does it through Apple Pay. So what, what it does is it, it, when you, when you kind of do on Facebook Messenger, the way it works, okay, the way it works on Facebook Messenger is you actually have a, if I type $20 and I hit you mm-hmm. hit enter, yeah. it'll highlight the $20 as a hyperlink for me to click. Oh. When you click that, it'll say, would you like to send $20 to this person? And how would you yeah. like to do it? Now, Facebook has had payments for a long time. Um, but sure. iMessage getting payments takes this into the SMS space um, and particularly into the Apple Pay space. And, okay. so, and so now that you're in the Apple Pay realm, you know, basically all those things are already possible um, because they already have solved point of sale. They solve peer to peer payments. Um, okay. So this is that. Um, and so basically it's it's just the, the merchant needs to be able to accept Apple Pay. And if they can okay. do that, they can get paid through iMessage. And but this is just the beginning because Facebook or uh, Amazon's Alexa can already do this. Um the Siri was just opened up to developers uh, as of yesterday. The Siri API was just open to be, be able to build these kind of integrations. So it's moving beyond just text. And that's why people have coined this as conversational, because this is we're moving into realms that have no visual UIs. So the, all of our disciplines are changing We're we don't. The way that we shop right now um, is is so tied to uh the, the real world analog experience of making a product selection, putting it in a basket and checking out that, mm-hmm. that we don't have, we don't have a non checkout, you know, essentially we need to think more about iTunes one click and that's the type of experience that we need to get. And, and, and so the product selection process becomes more curated. It becomes more conversational yeah. and the, the yeah, purchase just, just kind of gets out of the way. Yeah. And, and the, the interesting thing about it is that, you know, a lot of these cases where there's a human being, you know, curating things for you, it's a completely different experience from, okay, let me look at a list of all the options. Yep. Let me search. Let me look at a category list. Let me sort by rating. And instead you're saying, hey, you're a person I trust. I have some degree of trust, whether they're a personal shopper, you trust their style or you, they know the type of alcohol you like, whatever. You say, hey, I want this. And then they give you a recommendation and you're like, cool. <laughs> like you <laughs> bypass that whole step, which I hate as like just as a person. I, I, I get so like overloaded with choices when I have to shop for something. Like I love the idea of that. I just, hey, tell me something that will be good. And they tell me and I'm like, cool, done. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's a different model. It. That's exactly it's what it is. For it's a completely different experience. It's just not saying that it's not, it's not, you know, that is an important experience. And I think brands are understanding it's important. And again, not because it's the best way to shop. I think it's because um, in certain cultures and certain technologies, this is actually the most efficient way because this is, this is how people have been, uh, people have been trained in China, for instance, that this is one of the this is one of the ways that you order most everything. Food, coffee is all ordered via text message because that was the common human interface for uh, or, or e-commerce interface for years. Uh, the, the Internet and infrastructure in China, you know, 10 years ago uh, for doing e-commerce was not uh, at, at the same level that it is today. So building out that type of uh e-commerce infrastructure was not website-based. It was SMS-based. Um, and way more people had mobile devices that were capable of doing SMS at that time than were capable of displaying web pages. Now, yeah. um, you know, millions and millions of people in China 
buy stuff with SMS every single day. And that's been happening for almost 12 years. Um, but the, the thing that we're, we're just learning in the United States is that, um, this can go beyond when you marry this with other, other technologies, like, um, what we would call cognitive, uh, technologies like IBM Watson or, or natural language, human, human language, uh, uh processing, all of a sudden you have now auto audio interfaces and audible and, and speech interfaces that can do way more for you. So we've, we've been scratching the surface with Siri for a while, but to be able to buy things with a suggestion to be able to, like I reorder, you know, all the stuff that I buy on a, re- a frequent basis I do through my Amazon echo, um, like, you know, uh, toilet paper and paper towels and, and all that stuff. I, I can do that just by speaking it when I have the, the thought. It require... Mage talk toilet paper roll joke. There's <laughs> Magey, the, the mage talk toilet roll. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, yeah, that's, so that's conversational. And the thing is, um, now have we talked about your Facebook bot? Aren't you building a Facebook bot? So I, I, I'm actually, so I'm giving a talk, um, wherein I'm building three bots. Um, and I'll give a little, you're going to build the bots during your talk. I'm going to demo the part of the bots that I've built during the talk. Live demos are always scary. Um, I'm really going to talk about what the applications are because I think that there are three distinct use cases. Um, and so this is a little preview of the talk that I'll be giving at, uh, meet Magento New York, but conversational is really sits in three realms. There is the store, the store owner or the store manager who, who can, yeah. who can use conversational in a, in a very interesting way. There's the developer who can use conversational in a, in a, uh, in a very interesting way. And, and then there's the actual consumer and the consumer experience is really the one that I think conversational focuses on, but I think all three are important. And so I think that, you know, the Slack Facebook bot, uh, the Slack bot, Facebook bot, uh, Alexa skill, those are all three different, very different experiences that, uh, that basically lend themselves to different areas of management in Magento. Let, let me ask you this. Okay. So we're, we're way out there in, in the future right now yeah. on talking about all sorts of stuff. And, uh, but let's bring let's, So if we want to bring it back a little more practical, let's say there's a Magento merchant. Yep. Or a developer with a merchant in mind, or maybe a developer with like a side project in mind. Let's say I'm a merchant. I've got, you know, barrels.com and I sell barrels. And uh, what would be, what are some ways that I could dip my toes in the water to test out some of this fancy schmancy conversational stuff to see if it's going to, to see if it's basically uh, an, an additional sales channel for me to to check out? Um, well, the, the, the question to me would be, um, uh, you know, this is the good question. And the one that nobody has been able to prove yet is, is this is a viable channel in an omni-channel strategy, right? It is, uh, whether people are actually going to use it or not is, is the question that needs to be answered. Um, and, uh, at this, the state of the union is right now, we don't really have, you know, there aren't, there aren't hundreds of sites that are doing this. We're not at a critical mass. Uh, what we need is, is a Pokemon go type example that will prove the technology to be useful and train the masses to use it. Um, and I think Starbucks or, uh, another, uh, you know, another affluent brand, um, that has a very engaged and loyal customer base is going to be the one to be able to pioneer right. that. I would much okay. rather 
Um, you know, having a Starbucks app is great and it can remember all the stuff that I want, but I would much rather be able to set some preferences in, in a text message or in a, you know, in a Facebook uh, messenger and just say, you know, just ping at my location. Cause I can ping my location, um, you know, just ping, uh, Starbucks, my location and then make my drink for pickup. Um, so I think getting it outside of the branded apps and getting it into conversational space is the way that it'll break through, but you can do this today. It's not, this is not future, you know, one day we'll be able to do this. You can build all of this today. This is all possible, but the investment is going to be so great to prove something that's unproven. It's so risky for a merchant to, to, to dive into it that it's more about what we're talking about is more about look at what's coming on the horizon, evaluate your customers and, and see where, you know, see who your customers are. In fact, there was a great, um, there was a great uh, article on VentureBeat uh, that uh, I, I read that talked about millennials having um, like a sixty percent higher proclivity to uh, to uh, want to use these technologies over anyone else. So really, if if you have an affluent and very young uh, customer base, uh, you're probably better positioned than anyone else to be able to leverage this type of a technology. So, right. So, I mean, but I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm, I see what you're saying about, you know, some, some uh, company doing this at a mass scale to really kind of ch- change the, con- you know, general consciousness of how this kind of stuff happens. But sure. looking at a drink easy, for example, which is, you know, probably a, re- a relatively simple startup. I mean, they probably were able to get that started pretty quickly Yeah, and they're selling something very specific. I mean, let's say I'm a Magento merchant and I sell, you know, clothes. Uh, let's say I let's say I sell um, you know women's clothes for like the younger demographic or something like that. Yeah. So uh, women's apparel. So in that, so what's to stop me from saying, hey, let me, I'm going to launch a campaign where I maybe it's maybe it's within my website, maybe it's a separate domain name, and I say, hey, we're going to launch one of these text to purchase uh, jobbies yep. and just see see how it does, see how it does, just kind of dip our toes in the water. And you know, fulfill products off of our, off of our, you know, even just as a as a simple test, just manually going in Magento to fulfill orders yeah. that come in over a text message. Um, is that something that would make sense for for me to try out? Yeah, for sure. I I think it's I and I think some people are trying that. You can always incentivize a customer to do something different, right? Like share, yeah. buy something with a tweet was kind of big four or five years ago. Um, uh, you know. I, I think I think we can get people to to move into different channels if given the right incentive. Um I think we're we're still a ways away from the market demanding that merchants provide this sort of an interface because it's the interface of preference. The the example you used I think is a poor one. Um and not because you not be not because Wow it's no it has nothing well, to do with I you. Never. <laughs> um I don't think you ever want to shop for shoes or clothes in this manner. I think this is a really bad, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Operator has Dude, this. Really- I completely want to shop for clothes, right? <laughs> but I'm, I'm the type of person that never shops for clothes. Okay. So, you know, maybe there's a market. for. I don't everything. have 75 pairs of shoes. Like, you know, like someone, so you I know. don't, I don't get complimented on the street for the shoes that I'm wearing. Like some people that I know that was insane. Dude. You, you get pulled, pulled aside all the time for, well, and I, I think for something that like a consumable product that is is pretty 
uh, pretty common, you know, uh, a, a coffee is a great example, something that you, you have some sort of understanding of what it is you're going to get. doesn't have a tremendous amount of choice or customization. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. you, you know what I mean? If you can, if you can, uh, uh, if your product can be tailored toward, if your product and your company is selling products that are tailored in that realm, uh, where it's one click purchases, instead of having to make a bunch of choices like size, fit, color, um, that sort of thing, I think then it's a better, it's okay, a better, that's fair. you know, that's fair. Yeah, I, I know what I'm Thanks. getting out of a taco. I may not know what I'm getting out of, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a drape back camisole. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm Google <laughs> oh. drape oh. back mm. camisole. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that was, that was a, that was a fun exercise. So yeah. people listening at home can maybe consider trying that out. Um, yeah, and, and, geez. but I, I, I think that these are, think about what goes into creating an existing e-commerce site, right? There's brand, there's, you know, visual appeal, there's hundreds of devices that you have to accommodate for now. There's responsive design. There's so much of the investment of your, of, of your e-commerce strategy is all on visual. Every, like more than half of the build is spent on the visuals, um, sure. if you take the visual medium out of it, the things that we're designing is, are, are, are now a completely different interface. It's still an interface, but it's a completely different one. And one that That's I think really it, interesting. It, it, yeah. it, it actually, it's going to, it pushes us back to, uh, the disciplines that I think have fallen away. People hate phone switchboards. Okay. They hate them. Um, you know, there was a site a long time ago that listed the, like the key patterns to be able to get directly to an operator. Um, Mm. and, 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 you know, that was like this really popular site and some, you know, some brands wanted to like, uh, find a way to like shut the site down or they would like purposely change, uh, Oh, there was this thing for a long time, uh, where they would tell you that the menu changed, but they didn't actually change the menu. Please listen because our menu has recently changed, but they'll leave that message up forever. All this trick. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, so people hate interacting like that. So if we're, if we're just recreating that frustration and that experience in a new realm in 2016, we're doing it a complete injustice. And I think, so, you know, iMessage goes a little further than some in that they have actual UI components. So you can create like little, you know, drop down menus and things like that. So there is some visual there, but I think from an, from an, uh, a speech interface, like Alexa's interface. Um, these are all really not meant to be very deep and complex inter- interactions and conversations. They're really meant to be directives or commands that prompt, uh, you know, immediate or semi-immediate responses that have direct cause and effect. Um, so if it's yeah. purchase something that's very simple, then that's something that can be done easily through a speech interface. If it's something that's, you know, if it's anything else, really, you know, you have to consider that it might not be the right medium uh, for you. Um, yeah. You know, it's really, it's really, it's super interesting when you think like way into the future when, you know, let's say that, that say the majority of, of, uh, of e-commerce goes this direction. Um, I still can't say commerce by itself. It's just too, too, too fancy for me. <laughs> um, and all like, like you're saying this whole, the whole visual discipline that we're, we're all so heavily into basically goes away. I mean, that's not going to happen anytime soon, but just, just imagine that goes away. It's replaced with basically two things, 
artificial intelligence, yeah. maybe with some people training the algorithms and recommendation engines. So you, you really, you know, and, and, and like you said, for certain types of products, you're going to always want to go and see a catalog. And, but, right. but what if catalogs for all intents and purposes go away in the same sense that print catalogs, while they do still exist for all intents and purposes have sort of gone away. Um, and, and, and so what you're left with is, Hey, give me a recommendation that I can trust. I don't want to look through all the possible options. Give me a couple recommendations and I'll pick one and that's it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's it. That's a, that's a wild thought that this whole, the whole visual, I mean, all of us that are building responsive websites are now building AI algorithms and recommendation algorithms. So basically. Brian, well, maybe, but Brian Lang, actually, uh, my co-host on, on future commerce has this really, uh, uh, salient point that he thinks that this gives rise to new disciplines. Um, the people who are going to be really successful yeah, uh, at designing these new human interfaces are humorists and storytellers oh, and um, poets oh, and people who already understand speech as an as a, an art medium. Yeah, yeah, those those are people that can communicate through speech and through text a a completely different. Uh, uh, it's just a different skill. It's a completely different mm -hmm. skill. Now, the, the discipline of creating the engineering that 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 makes these things possible. Yeah, I think we are moving. I, we're going to be we're we're, we're going to be less focused on. Um, you know, more of the industry is moving away from uh, moving into cloud and moving into uh, less managed. Uh, uh, owned infrastructure and more into, you know, platforms and software as a service. And as we keep moving in that direction, uh, our disciplines are changing, but the fundamentals are still the same. I mean, we're, we're always going to have engineers, right? Yeah. 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 Well, this is a fun topic, man. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think we can talk, you know, so much more about this stuff too, because it's this exciting. was my, this was my audition to be invited onto your podcast. I officially in invite you. You're now invited. It's official. All right. In fact, yes. this is probably the best episode of Future Commerce we've ever done, and it was on Age Talk. So what I what I want to pitch you on, what kidding. I want to pitch you on for a Future Commerce episode is we do a an opposite day episode where instead of talking about the future, we talk about the past, yes. and we talk about link building as something that worked in the past for e-commerce. Yeah, and that you know what that's that's a really great topic too. I is, like that. Is how 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 are these things going to change? Uh, discovery, the web can't go away. We need the web, right? The yeah. Web's no, actually, yeah. What I should do some research on is where digital PR would go in that context, because that could be actually pretty interesting, even in connection to the whole catalog thing. Like when you want to when you want to do research on all types of different products. You're going to be looking at editorial content. Yeah. You're no longer looking at a product catalog. You're looking at editorial content somewhere yeah. and combining that with recommendations from from smart bots. Dude, I love it. And uh, but, on that uh, note, we're going to have to wrap because I have a child that I have to go pick up. So, children, they do nothing but uh, <laughs> make you pick them up all day. That's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of talking. Why don't you close this out? All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. If you haven't already listened to episode 100 of Mark LaBelle, you're crazy. You got to stop what you're doing yeah, right now. You're nuts. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. And uh, we hope you have a great week. Please drop some comments and feedback for us. Otherwise, Phil may blow a gasket um, <laughs> publicly for all to see on Twitter. 
And uh, shoot us a tweet, put a comment on the site, write a review on iTunes, and try to include the words future and commerce in <laughs> three different contexts this week. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time.